Hey guys, a quick note before today's show that there might be some minor audio issues with this episode. Just because this week I was recording in a different spot and I actually had to switch rooms while recording midway through the episode. So if the uh, recording sounds a little bit off, that's why. But otherwise, uh, fun episode. So enjoy. Welcome to another episode of No Capes Required. I'm Sky Merida, and today we're bringing you another bracket. And with every bracket comes another episode with the awesome Asai Luna. Asai, great to have you as always. How are you doing? Doing great, man. So glad to be back and ready to get some bracketology going. Let's get it. (laughs) Of course, of course. And we are so glad to have you every time with these brackets. I mean, let me ask you, Asai, are, are, are you okay with having these brackets, or are you just like, uh, Sky, here he comes with another bracket. Why do I have to do this? Man, every time I do these brackets, Sky, I think I'm like, all right, I got I got to hang on these brackets. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this next one. And then you show me this one, and it, all these choices are crazy, bro. It's such a good bracket that um, I, I'm very excited to see what the results are when the fans start voting because, man, this one is going to get crazy. No, man, it, this is, this is going to be a blast for sure. Well, I appreciate it because we appreciate having you on. And uh, like you said, I mean, before we're, we're putting out another bracket that you'll be able to vote for on Instagram at No Capes Required. The theme for this month's bracket was actually picked out by you, the listeners. And at the request of you guys, we will be doing a dog bracket, which is actually pretty timely since International Dog Day is later this month. What's unique about this bracket, and Asai, you kind of alluded to it, is that on one hand, everyone, nearly everyone loves dogs, right? But on the other hand, that's exactly why this is going to be so unpredictable because it's sort of like we're, pre- we're picking, you know, 64 adorable, beloved dogs in one bracket. And I'm just wondering how people are going to vote. And I'm wondering if there's going to be some indecision because ultimately, like all dogs are like, you know, 20 out of 10. But the reality is, only one of these 20 out of 10 dogs can win this whole thing. And so, like, they're going to have to be, like, as sad as it is to say, 63 dogs are going to lose this bracket. So I'm wondering if that's going to cause, like, voter indecision, if that makes sense. Like, do you feel like people will be more engaged on this bracket? Because, I mean, ultimately, this is what fans voted for, so they wanted to, you know, have a dog bracket. But do you feel like it could create some indecision because ultimately they have to choose between so many beloved and adorable dogs? Absolutely. Well, like you said, um, this is the people's bracket. This is what the people wanted. So dogs, everybody loves dogs. So I think with that being said, um, everyone has their favorite dog, dog character, at least a handful. And I think all the crowd favorites are all in here. So, I mean, it's tough for me to pick one, man, who I, who I think my favorite is. I'm looking it around and I mean, whether it's film, uh, television, comic books, I think uh, that there's been so many great dogs in the past and, and in fiction. So, yeah, man, if you have a favorite dog, expect to see it in this bracket, um, and hopefully you'll see it to the end. No, for sure. I mean, that's the plan, right? Um, I guess before we officially get into the bracket, I do want to touch on that, that I tried to represent as 64 of the most you know popular and, you know, uh, fan favorite dogs as I could in this bracket but there was one notable omission which I kind of went back and forth between and ultimately decided not to include 
that is Goofy, and Goofy was a yes. very intriguing character because because the thing is like the thing about Goofy is that there's some questions even with the guy that voiced him about whether or not he's an actual dog. Like the do- the person I actually looked this up. The person that voiced Goofy said that he considers him. He does not consider him a dog. He considers him part of the canine family, and he brought up that there is a difference between, for example, him and Pluto, who also exists in his universe. For me, I felt like that was kind of a good point that I had to take into consideration because, okay, like on one hand, Goofy is like, you know, definitely of the canine species, if you want to call it that. But like Pluto is a dog. He acts like a dog. And yeah, he's just clearly a dog. Whereas like Goofy is probably of the dog family, but he doesn't act like a dog. Like, none of his, like, you know, even in, like, the Goofy movie, none of his family or, like, you know, the people that are the same species really act like dogs. So, like, there's... Right. I don't know. There, there was just something about him where it was just, like, there was so much indecision. It's almost like a, a guy that's, like, filling out their resume, putting in their paperwork, and there's just some questions on the paperwork or whatever. It's, like, Goofy's obviously an incredibly iconic character, but there was just so many questions, like, if the person that voices him is even having questions about whether he's a dog or not or questioning that, then like much respect to Goofy, but I decided not to include him in this bracket. No, I am so glad you mentioned that, dude, because um, looking at the bracket, I wouldn't even say the one qualm, but it would be a question as to where is Goofy, right? But because yeah. there you go, explaining exactly why we're not picking go- uh, going with Goofy. And I agree. I mean, it is very confusing. Why does Goofy get to wear the pants, you know? And here comes Pluto, you know? So it is very, it is confusing. And um, yeah, I I think uh, we got to respect Goofy and all, everything that uh, pertains to Goofy and being part of the canine family and we're not specifying. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the mystique with Goofy and it kind of adds more to the charm and character for Goofy. Um, And yeah, we have more than enough dogs and I think Goofy's in his own special, special bracket. Yeah. of his own so <laughs> yeah exactly anyways um i guess let's talk about and get to the people i mean the characters and dogs that were actually in this bracket so this was actually what another way this bracket was unique is that there are dogs and characters included in this bracket that are based off of real life dogs and that was something that's a big distinction from some of our past brackets so you are going to see some dogs that are based off of real dogs in real life and so some of those will be represented in this bracket. So uh, without further ado, let's get to the bracket. And let's start with the bone region. And the number one seed of the bone region, Scooby Dooby Doo. Of course, I mean, like, he's, he's kind of got to be a number one seed, like, in terms of iconography and legacy, in terms of, like, generational. He is the number one seed, and he will be taking on Win dixie from Because of Win dixie and then the other matchups running through them in this region. We got Spike from Tom and Jerry versus Pluto from Disney. Uh, Buddy from Air Bud versus Mr. Peabody. Hercules, AKA the Beast from The Sandlot versus Max from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Hooch from Turner and Hooch versus Stella from Modern Family. Eddie from Frasier versus Maya from Eight Below. Santa's Little Helper from The Simpsons versus Fly from Babe. And Toto from The Wizard of Oz versus Astro from The Jetsons. So this is the first region of the bracket, and there's already some heavy hitters in this region. Uh, what stands out to you, Crazy. Oh, man, talk about heavy hitters. I mean, number one, Scooby-Doo, like you said, all-time classic. Uh, 
what I love about Scooby is unlike you know your traditional dog Scooby. I like my favorite dog characters. As I'm going through this bracket, they got to have some flaws, and as we know, Scooby might be a little clumsy, a little silly. But man, talk about loyal. He's gonna stick with his mystery gang, and um, yeah, man, Scooby Doo is a is an all time hero dog character, and um, <laughs> I think a lot of people in the stoner community is finding affinity for Scooby and Shaggy. You know, Scooby snacks and and the little Mary Jane jokes in the movie. So I think Scooby Doo means a lot to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. But I mean, okay. going through this whole before you, before you oh, move yeah. on, I just have to ask, like, what is actually in a Scooby snack? Because, like, the Scooby Snack, they're dog treats, but, like, humans actually, like, Shaggy eats them. And, like, there are other humans, like, that have eaten Scooby Snacks. So, like, what are actually in them? Like, I, I honestly, like, this is one of, like, you know, the biggest mysteries in cartoons of, like, what is actually in a Scooby <laughs> Snack. And I I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there has to be something more than just them being regular dog treats. But that, that's just a thing. Oh, yeah. There's there's some secret ingredients in there, Sky. That's all I can tell you, and, and probably not FDA approved, but we'll we'll save that for another one. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get back to the bracket before we get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, back to this region. We're looking at um, oh, like you said, all time classics. Um, I think, man, man, you got Airbud in here. That's gonna be crazy. We got Airbud. We got Airbud going against Mr. Peabody. I think that one's gonna be an easy win for Airbud. But as we go down farther in this region, you have arguably one of the most famous dogs in cinematic history toto wizard of oz so um yeah i mean that's a that's a classic character going against another classic cartoon in astro so it's gonna get it's gonna get real crazy in this one uh, looking at this region who are some of the the top favorites and heavy hitters that you're seeing right now yeah, so a couple of things. So, again, I agree with you. I think Buddy is going to make uh, – I mean, no offense to Mr. Peabody. I do think Buddy from Air Bud is going to make life work of Mr. Peabody. And also, fun fact, Air Bud, the first two-time participant in one of these brackets, he was in the athlete bracket as well, and he made it all the way to the final four in that bracket. So he's going to try to <laughs> – he's, he's, he's going to try to make another run here. Um, but – yeah, I mean, I, what I do find interesting about that matchup is that it's very much a bronze versus brain type of matchup, which, you know, is just intriguing. Like, you got arguably the most athletic dog in this bracket versus probably the smartest dog in this bracket. So I like kind of the dichotomy there. Uh, but going through the matchups, I feel like the most competitive off the, you know, because it's an 8-9 matchup, I guess you expect it to be competitive. But, like, uh, Spike versus Pluto, I feel like could go either way. We got two big dogs and, like, you know, the Beast, I think, you know, so glad to see him in this bracket. We mentioned him before in the athlete bracket. He gets his flowers here. And then Pooch, kind of, you know, the slobbery machine, but very loyal. Um, no, I think this is just – there's a lot of um, a lot of good dogs at the – you know, especially, like, near the top. And then I think uh, Sienna's Little Helper versus Fly from Babe. I, re I recently watched Babe. Um, I don't know how many people have – show but uh yeah flies a very very good dog and plays an important part in that story uh but yes yeah, and santa's little helper of course with the simpsons has been there uh, that poor dog man all the all the things that poor dog has seen has done yeah. has had to experience that dog deserves to go far just for the trauma alone but That's yeah i mean for uh, being the dog of such the most maybe the most dysfunctional family like i love the simpsons but arguably maybe one of the most dysfunctional families in fictional history like yeah that <laughs> That dog has seen some things, but he's been a good dog throughout, or I guess a loyal dog throughout. So, you know, much respect to That's him. That's right. Helper. 
Yeah, I guess. Here's the thing. I guess, like, you have to, like, Scooby-Doo is probably the favorite in this region. But, again, there's some heavy hitters. Like, I think, I mean, Hercules is somebody that I feel like could could go far if given, like, the right matchups. Like, I mean, because we're predicting. One of the best. Yeah. One of the best chase scenes, right, in, in oh, film. Yeah. Like, the PF Flyers. Come on now. That's, oh, I love, I love Hercules, man. Such a good dog. We, we, so we talked about him on the athlete bracket, man. I think what gets underrated is Hercules' athleticism. Like, we talk about Air Bud's athleticism for a good reason, but Hercules has been a dog that has been, like, chained up for who knows how long. And he was, like, as soon as he broke the chain, jumped over the fence, and was running for, like, it, it felt like miles on end for, like, a dog that has not been able to run. Like, how is this dog so in shape? It's crazy. Like, he is so athletic. I mean, and probably... It's a defense alignment right there. Right. <laughs> yeah, they got to start recruiting him. Another cool thing about Hercules, which I think we forget about with that movie, is that he was never really like this uh, the scary, menacing dog that I think was portrayed from, you know, kids and everything like that. He was more so a dog that was, on one hand, protecting, you know, his home and everything like that, but also wanted, to, wanted just to play. And it just seems like he just yeah. wanted to play. And then once the Sandlot kids were playing with him and Benny the Jet was running around, that's all he wanted. Like, he just wanted somebody to play with, and he found that with the kids. Yeah, man, let Hercules play. That's all it is. It's not a beast. Yeah. It's just big dog, man, being chained up for all those years, and everyone's messing with you and throwing things across your fence. I'd be grumpy, too. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a great dog. He's a great dog. Uh, there's a lot of great dogs, though, in this whole bracket. Um, if you had to predict, who do you feel like is going to – come out of this region man you like we said we mentioned all the heavy hitters we mentioned the close matchups uh i would think i would think toto would be probably maybe the favorite aside from scooby-doo um but yeah man i gotta go with scooby it's gonna be really hard to knock out scooby-doo like you said just a multi-generational um character that you know that they continue to still make new uh, scooby-doo shows and movies and i think it'll be a long time before we stop seeing Scooby-Doo. So I think with Scooby, you learn a lot about not not to judge, you know, early on. We always see those those villains with the, with the mask reveal, and it's someone you weren't expecting. So it teaches you about judging. It teaches you about, you know, friendship, teamwork, camaraderie, and just being a goofy dude with your best friend, Shaggy. So I love Scooby. That's, that's my pick for this region. Now we have uh, we move on to the next region, the Bark region here, and the number one seed of this region, a legendary girl Lassie, versus sixteen seed Fang from Harry Potter. Then running through the other matchups, we've got Bolt from Bolt versus Baxter from Anchorman, Chance from Homeward Bound versus Lucky the Pizza Dog from Marvel, Crypto the Super Dog versus Underdog. Tramp from Lady and the Tramp versus Odie from Garfield. Old Yeller versus Daisy from John Wick. Cosmo from Marvel and the Guardians of the Galaxy versus Ayn from Cowboy Bebop. And last but not least, we got Beethoven versus Benji. So, like we said, I mean, sort of with every region, it feels like there's just heavy hitters in each of these regions. And yeah, there's some heavy hitters as well here, too. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of this region? Yeah, um, just a real quick look at this region, and I'm seeing um, a lot of the classic live-action dogs, um, the Beethovens, the Benjis, the Lassies, uh, Old Yeller. So I think oh, when you think classic dog movies, I close my eyes, um, Beethoven's one of the first dogs that pops up in my head. So uh, like I said, a lot of classic live-action. Um, 
yeah, going in even the Baxter and Daisy from John Wick, um, but even some classic cartoons here too. We've got Odie from Garfield, Underdog, um, comic book characters such as Crypto. So yeah, man, it's this is gonna be a great one. Um, and I think for all anyone that's watched all the classic dog movies from the '90s and earlier, um, from Old Yeller's time, I think you're gonna see a lot of representation from that. So um, this one will will definitely get dicey. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about it, but you're right. There's just a lot of classic dog characters here. Obviously, you know, indicative of the number one seed, Lassie. But then, you know, you look at Beethoven, you look at, you know, Old Yeller. You even look at, I mean, I'm from Cowboy Bebop. Like, Cowboy Bebop is not, like, a new series. That was kind of one of the older anime. So, like, you've got that. You've got Odie. Yeah, I mean, they, these are all characters who have been around for a long time. And, I mean, one of my favorites, uh, Chance, just because, like, Homeward Bound is such a sentimental movie to my childhood. So, and, you know, Chance and Shadow, who we'll, who we'll get to in another bracket, are such, like, you know, two of my favorite dogs ever. So, uh, hoping, hoping Chance can go far here, even though, like, second round matchups could be tough, but uh one that stands out to me is crypto versus underdog like literally the battle of the super dogs right here um (laughs) i yeah like but like you said overall it just seems like thematically this is just very much a classic region so i didn't even like honestly purposely i didn't ended uh i didn't purposely make it be that way but uh now that i've just looked back you're, you're probably right a lot of classic characters in this region yeah, no, this is definitely like a good classic dog region for sure. And also, um, looking at some of the matchups too, man, <laughs> I see one of the, the tragic matchups here. We've got Old Yeller versus John Wick's dog. So a very heart, heart-wrenching heart matchup right there. Um, I think Daisy is an interesting uh, addition to this, to the to the bracket, because although Daisy doesn't have necessarily the most screen time, um, that dog is the complete catalyst to the whole darn franchise. So a very important dog, and I'm so glad to see Daisy get some representation here. You literally took words out of the mouth. Like, yeah, Old Yeller versus Daisy is literally, like, the saddest matchup. Not not because, obviously, they're both <laughs> such, such great dogs and deserve the world, but I'm not going to get into it. But, yeah, just the stories that they're attached to are just, like, unfortunately have some tragic ends. But they are such good, great dogs, and I, you know, wish them all the best. Um Really, this might be the most, in some ways, the hardest region to predict just because as legendary of a dog as Lassie is, she is more so like obviously a dog of a different generation. I'm wondering if, you know, as as legendary as she is, like, will that carry over to her getting to the final four? It very well could. I could see it. It's just that, you know, there are there are some other dogs here that may like, you know, um, how do I say it? Like have more of an appeal with the younger generation, but I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're talking about dogs here, so I feel like it's like she could very well win this whole thing, but also Beethoven could, uh, you know, crypto right. could. Like it's it's an unpredictable. And you can almost make yeah, and you you could even make a similar case as as Lassie with Beethoven, as far as like you know, it's it's been a minute since the last Beethoven movie, you know, and so depending on 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 voters and and in the age of voters for for younger watchers, I mean, I see something like. Like we already mentioned, the John Wick dog, but even a, a funnier, newer edition, maybe Baxter from Anchorman, you know, things like that. Baxter might be a, a dark horse or a dark, I don't know, a dark horse dog, however you want to do it in this thing. So it'll be uh, interesting to see to see who wins it. <laughs> not, not saying you should bet your money on this region because I don't want you to lose anything. But like if you had to bet money on this, who would you say like 
you being the bracketologist, who would you be your prediction coming out of the bark region? Man, like I said, when I close my eyes and I think dog movie, the two dogs I think about are I see Airbud and I see Beethoven. So I'm I'm sticking through to what I my initial point. I'm gonna say Beethoven's gonna make it through and survive and hold it down for all the cute, cuddly live action dogs out there. Moving on to our third region of the bracket, we've got the doghouse. <laughs> the doghouse region and uh very fittingly, the number one seed of the doghouse region is Snoopy, everybody's favorite peanut. He will be squaring off against Buster from Toy Story 2 and 3. And then running through the other matchups, we've got Goddard from Jimmy Neutron versus Zero from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Shadow from Homeward Bound versus White Fang from White Fang. Gromit from Wallace and Gromit versus Rex from Babe. Lady from Lady and the Tramp versus Perdita from 101 Dalmatians. Courage from Courage the Cowardly Dog versus Machi from The Mitchells versus the Machines. Marley from Marley and Me versus Brandy from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Rin Tin Tin versus Bond from Spy Family. Uh, some more iconic dogs, obviously, as just like every other of these brackets. Um, any matchups that stand out to you immediately? Oh, man, right off the bat, I think this might be, for me at least, the the toughest matchup of the bracket. Uh, we've got our 8 seed and 9 seed. I see Goddard from Jimmy Neutron. Excellent dog, robotic dog. Love that character. And then, of course, number 9, Zero from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I think with Zero, you're getting one of the most unique character designs for a dog character, being a ghost. And with the red nose, almost looking like a, like a bed sheet kind of just floating in the wind and just such a beautiful character design and such a classic iconic character for an iconic film with lots of fans. So I think, uh, I think that'll be a very hard one to pick. Cause man, if you go back and watch Jimmy Neutron, I think Goddard is some of the best, some of the best uh, humor of that show, but going through, I mean, Gromit, when we talk about humor, Gromit's very sarcastic and smart and the funniest of the dogs. We've got courage, the cowardly dog here, one of my favorite shows. So yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a crazy matchup, but I do think eight and nine is gonna be the toughest one for the fans. What do you think? Yeah, you're probably right with that one. Um, I was gonna say the the other tough matchup I think is gonna be uh, Lady versus Perdita. Those are like two very just you know Lady and the Tramp and One Hundred and One Dalmatians are just two very beloved Disney movies that star dogs, and I think both those dogs have pivotal roles in those movies, and so um, you know. In terms of, like, who's going to be, like, you know, the bigger leading lady, on one hand, it could be Lady, because, they're, you know, her name is literally in the title of the movie, whereas Perdita, I guess you could say, is part of the whole pack of, like, being 101 Dalmatians, but um, I feel like that matchup might be closer than what people think, just because those are, you know, two beloved dogs in two beloved movies, so I would say, like, you're right, Goddard versus Zero stands out, but I say also Lady versus Perdita is one that could come down to the wire, could be pretty close. Definitely. I mean, you could you could say those might even be Disney's two best dog movies, animated dog movies. So putting those two up together, it's just Titans going at it. Absolutely. And I, I, you know what else is a unique matchup, too, that I'm looking at? If we want to talk about uh, two different generations going at it, Rin Tin Tin versus Bond from Spy Family. Yeah. I mean, that's spanning almost a 40, 50-year difference and beyond. So... Um, that, that one will be really neat to see how, how that one gets voted on. 
Yeah, that's true. And Ren Tin Tin is kind of paved the way for just like a lot of dogs in film, like kind of paving the way. He's kind of like, you know, the, the elder statesman of like, you know, movie dogs, if you will. So now uh, yeah, shout out to Ren Tin Tin, even though Bond, I mean, for anybody that's seen Spy Family is just such an awesome dog, like, you know, just as almost like a scene stealer in that show that I already just really like. So uh yeah that's a there'll be an interesting matchup um should be just an interesting region because i think especially once you get to the second round matchups there's going to be a lot of tough ones i mean even even marley from marley and me like versus like brandy from once upon a time in hollywood like could be a sneaky tough matchup there between you know more recent favorite uh live action dogs so yeah i mean this is Again, a tough one to predict. Um, Asai, if you, again, had to predict somebody, a dog to find their way out of the doghouse, <laughs> who, who would it be? Oh, for sure. Um, ooh, okay. Like I said, I Courage, Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's probably my favorite dog cartoon. Um, what I love about Courage, I, I mentioned I like the the dog characters that are a little more flawed. And, I mean, just the fact that, you know, he's the cowardly dog. And you're expecting a big, brave, protective dog. and courage is not that and he has to over overcome his fears and be there for muriel you know and hold it down um so i love courage i absolutely love courage but i think um i think we cannot underestimate the nightmare before christmas fans and just the way fans vote i think it's a it's a younger generation that's voting uh, and i'm going with zero zero is my pick for this region that's a dark, okay, I, li- I like the dark horse pick, like a nine seed to the final four. We've, been, we've never had a lower seed than a five seed make it to the final four. So that would, zero could, could make history if that happens. But I, I like, the, uh, I like the, uh, the underdog pick there. I think- um, Davidson, Steph Curry. <laughs> it's going to be interesting, man. I think the top, once you get to some of these top ones, like Snoopy, I could see winning this region. I could see, I mean, Shadow could be, I think, a sleepy pick just because of, like, the moment he has in that movie. And, like, you know, obviously for anybody that's watched Homer Bound, he's such a good dog. Gromit, I think, you know, maybe has a, you know, a sleeper chance of winning this region. I think Courage, like you Matt brought up, I mean, and you said it yourself, what's cool about Courage is that he's a dog that is clearly scared as heck of all these things like that are happening which which honestly makes sense like there you know all these monsters and everything that's happening in his neighborhood but he keeps on overcoming his fear continually to protect like you know the ones he loves so i and that show was legitimately creepy as heck like as a kid i was scared of that show i remember that come on and one eye open but i'd I'd have to watch it because it was still so funny but yeah yeah that was a crazy show man yeah no (laughs) No fault at all of Courage for getting scared of some of the stuff that was happening and yeah, in the middle of nowhere. But now I guess we move on to the last region of the bracket, which is the Sniff region. And the number one seed of the Sniff region is Blue from Blue's Clues. And again, when we're talking about generational dogs, this is literally kind of like Scooby, sort of a dog that literally has kind of been around through generations. So much so that literally, like the human, the human on the show has changed, <laughs> has kept changing, but Blue has always been there. So no, I mean it's that's why I kind of gave. I, I was deciding who should who should get the number one seed between like Blue and Clifford, and like as much as I love Clifford, I feel like Blue is a little bit more generational in terms of like how many generations he's you know been around. So I gave Blue the number one seed. Uh, he will be taking on in the first round Heen from House Moving Castle. 
the other running through the other matchups, we've got Einstein from Back to the Future versus Ace from DC Comics, Doug from Up versus Wishbone, Slinky from the Toy Story franchise versus Pongo from 101 Dalmatians, Jake the Dog from Adventure Time versus Akamaru from Naruto, Ryan Griffin from Family Guy versus Bruiser from Legally Blonde, Samantha from I Am Legend versus John Wick's dog from the John Wick franchise. Not to be confused by Daisy, it's sort of the dog that came after Daisy, and John Wick did not name his dog for some reason, he just called him dog. So yeah, it's, if somebody was confused about that, it's like, yeah, the, the dog that has been around since, I mean, as a puppy from John Wick for the first, at the end of the first John Wick, and it's kind of been with him ever since. So yeah, that's the dog, that's John Wick's dog here. And last but not least, we've got Clifford, the big red dog, versus Chase from Paw Patrol. So that wraps up the sniff region and the bracket. Aside, now looking at the last region of the bracket, what stands out to you? All right. So like you mentioned, it was a tough decision to get that number one seed, and rightfully so. Two, two iconic um, children's characters right here. We have Clifford, the big red dog, and Blue. Um one big red dog, one little blue one. Um, but I think both of them are going to have a pretty easy job with their first round matchups. Um, like I said, number one blue going against 16 Heen from Howl's Moving Castle. I do want to shout out Heen real quick because um, I don't think Heen will last very long in this competition. But I do think one of the most unique designs out of the dogs that we do have a very cool look. And the way the character moves in the movie, I think, is just something to appreciate. A nice little small detail from that movie. But yeah, I'm sorry. Blue's Clues, you're not beating that, Heen. So Blue's Clues is going to take that. Uh, and uh, very similar for number two, Clifford is going to have no problem, I think, taking out Chase. Um, if we're going to go Paw Patrol, uh, Rubble, Rubble's the people's dog. So Chase, sorry, man, no chance against Clifford. Um, but I, I do love Paw Patrol. My little cousin uh, is a big Paw Patrol guy, so I've, I've seen my fair share of those dogs. So very cool show. But yeah, I think this is a one for the heavy hitters. Um, what are you seeing here, Sky? Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you actually updated me on Paw Patrol because, like, my my um nephew loves Paw Patrol, and I mean, who knows? Maybe I my bias was it with Chase only because Chase is my nephew's favorite. So, like, oh. you know, I never yeah, then I, Chase is the best dog. Then I take everything I said back. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I feel so bad. Never mind. <laughs> No, no, it's it's all good. It's all good. Like I have not, I haven't watched too much Paw Patrol, so I was just kind of going off of like, okay, Chase seems to be. If, if I'm not mistaken, he seems to be like the main character of dogs, right? Or is he like the leader? Oh yeah, he's he's the leader. He's the leader for sure. Okay. Apologies to any Paw Patrol fans if I picked the wrong <laughs> dog or if I did not pick the people's favorite. But um, I I was going off of you know sort of i guess like okay looking at okay he's a leader and he's my nephew's favorite so maybe i was biased in picking chase but uh chase is here so you Dude, the nephew's out. favorite is the only is the all the reason we need that number one right there <laughs> now now moving on to the rest of the region though some heavy hitters i mean like we keep on saying there are heavy hitters in each region but there are really some heavy hitters in this region i mean you've got doug from up who's such an adorable dog i think will probably have could go far in this slinky from the toy story franchise has just been very loyal very cool kind of a, an old soul if you will uh you've got brian griffin who is one of the more arguably my favorite character from family guy like i feel like obviously stewie, stewie and uh peter griffin get a lot of the shine but i feel like brian 
what kind of makes Brian uh, very funny and unique is how he's very much acts like a human, but he also, unlike Goofy, he has a lot of these times where he can't help but act like a dog. Like whether it's like peeing on a locker or just, you know, when he's disguising himself as Meg or like being in the backseat of a car and like, Lois, Lois, there's a dog. There's a dog in the car. <laughs> that, those are actually some of the funniest moments I feel like from that series is when Brian just can't help. And yeah, you know, as much of, you know, as much as he drinks cocktails and just acts like a regular human, he just can't help but act like a dog. And so I feel like, you know, he... He's another threat to go far in this. And, of course, you brought up, you know, Blue and Clifford, who, you know, their reputation speaks for themselves. So, yeah, man, this is the hardest region to pick a winner out of. Um, and and honestly, even, like, you know, a, a, another cool matchup is, I think, Samantha versus uh, John Wick's dog. I mean, two, two dogs from two uh, action heroes here and, you know, action actors. If you've seen I Am Legend, you'll know that, like, you know, oh. man... One of the toughest. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah, one of the toughest scenes. Right. You know, to... I'm tearing up just thinking about it, man. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> but all I got to say is Samantha deserves the world. Uh, great, great dog there. Um, and John Wick's dog too, man. Like you know, John Wick has. It's funny his his dog. Even though I don't I don't get why he has a name. I think I think what they said is that. John Wick didn't want to initially name the dog to get too attached to it, but he's clearly attached mm. to the dog. And so, like, you know, and the dog loves him, and he's been very, very loyal to John Wick. Like, even when, even after the third movie, when everybody thinks John Wick is dead, his dog knows that he's not, and then, like, you know, he's able to, you know, be loyal to him. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many great dogs in this bracket. It's it's going to be tough to pick a winner. That's all I can say. For sure. Like, and just to kind of reiterate some of the points or some of the things you're talking about too two of the funniest dogs from maybe the whole competition in brian and slinky i think slinky's great just the sarcasm and toy story is just such a such an important franchise for for all of disney and kids animation so i think um yeah i could see slinky making a run in this as as well as brian um so i don't know i mean looking at this right on site i'm saying blue Number one, Clifford. Number two, they're probably going to be the top dogs. No pun intended there, but they're they're going to go far. But there's some dark horses and and Einstein, Back to the Future versus Ace. I mean, it's going to be rough. I do want to shout out um, Akumaru from Naruto, uh, another great anime dog, another great loyal dog. And in terms of combat, hand to hand combat, that might be the the most dangerous dog of the bunch. So shout out Akumaru. <laughs> nah, for sure. He actually like there are more Naruto fans that like him more than his owner Kiba. So like, if, I think exactly if you look right. at the popularity polls, like I think Akamaru has a higher standing than Kiba, which kind of makes sense. But um, going back to yeah, I mean like this is such a tough region to predict, honestly. Like there's so many dogs that I think are gonna get a lot of votes. Um, you know what? As much as dang, I, I really could see like five. Like honestly, all I could see a situation like any of the top five seeds. I feel like literally could win this region because like another one that we're thirty forgetting here is Doug from Up. Like Doug, I totally. think has a huge presence in that movie of just being so adorable, just so so likable and so loyal, displaying all the dog characteristics again. Like where he's trying to like you know stay loyal to his mission, but also just can't help but being a dog squirrel. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just like he, I mean, he's somebody that I 
I really could see him winning this region. Like, it would not surprise me at all. But somebody has to win this region. Who do you feel like is going to do it? Ooh, there can only be one. All right. Um, honestly, I, I, I got to go with Doug, man. You, you convinced me from that last point, from, from that beautiful impression and everything. I, I, I hear Doug, um, classic film, everybody loves up. It's going to be – I don't know anyone that doesn't like Doug. Let me put it that way. So yeah. I think Doug um, or Blue. Blue's going to be tough to beat, I think, just because, like you said, the generational presence um, – well, for the fun of it, let's go Doug. Let's go Doug taking it. And I'm going to say Doug in the final four all the way. To recap here, from the Bone region, Asai has picked Scooby-Doo. Asai has picked Beethoven from the Bark region. From the Doghouse region, the first nine would be the first nine seed to make it to the final four. Asai's got zero. And in the Sniff region, Asai's got Doug. How this is going to work is sort of like the Bone region will face off with the winner of the Sniff region, and the Bark region will face off against the winner of the Doghouse region, which means in the Final Four we would have Scooby-Doo versus Doug and Beethoven versus Zero. So I guess we'll start with the first matchup, which is you know the, the tough matchup between beloved cartoon dogs, animated dogs. Scooby-Doo versus Doug. Sai, who do you think would win that matchup? I love Doug, but I think this is where the ride will end. Um, I just, Scooby-Doo is my guy. Um, classic dog. And I, and I think, too, what, what, what's great with Scooby is I want to hang out with Scooby-Doo, man. I want to go solve a little mystery and eat a little snack and kick it with the man. So I got to go Scooby-Doo in this one, for sure. All right, so Scooby moves on to the finals. Now, who is meeting him there? Is it Beethoven or is it Zero? Ooh, okay. I like this matchup. Um, and I love me a Cinderella story as well. So as great as Beethoven is, as iconic as Beethoven is, and cute and cuddly, I got to go with the cool, unique character design that is Zero. The Cinderella story continues all the way to the championship. We've got our championship now. For the crown of top dog, is it Scooby-Doo? Is it Zero? Asai, who is the top dog. Unfortunately, this carriage has now turned into a pumpkin. Our Cinderella story is over, and we got to give it to the top dog of all the dogs, and that is Scooby, Dooby, Doo, and yeah, man, mystery solved. <laughs> yeah, this is all I can say is it's, it's going to be a fun and very unpredictable bracket, and uh, I can't wait to see who wins. Regardless, we so much appreciate Asai for breaking down this entire bracket with me. Oh, thanks yeah. for having me. No, it's, it's, it's always such a treat to be on the show, um, get to talk, talk with you guys and look at all these great brackets, get to talk shows, movies, cartoons with one of my best buds. So anytime I can get back on the show, man, it's always a treat. And um, I just want to say thank you to any listeners. Please vote, guys. Thanks, all the voters. You guys are the reason why we keep doing these brackets and having fun with them. So keep doing that. And, yeah, once again, thank you for having me on. Of course, of course. Always is a must-have when we do one of these. As I said, go vote at No Capes Required on Instagram and at Sky Merida on Instagram. You can vote twice for your favorite dogs. And then once we get to the final four, you'll also be able to vote on Twitter as well at Zero Capes Required. So. Keep voting and just tune in to those accounts because, yeah, the voting will get going 
probably sometime this week. So yeah, pay attention. Go follow Asai at Asai underscore. Is it Asai underscore Luna or underscore Asai? Um, now, so uh, if you want to follow me, you can uh, check out my Instagram. It's just going to be um, just Asai Luna, all one, um, E-S-A-I-L-U-N-A. And that's my username on IG. Come follow me there and we can talk some records, some music, and some Arizona sports highlights if you want. Um, go Suns. Got to let you know that. Let's not talk about the Cardinals. We're going to skip all of that. And, uh, yeah, come find me and let's chop it up. <laughs> Feel free to have many Phoenix and, you know, uh, Phoenix and Arizona sports conversations by following at Asai Luna on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow me, you can follow me at Sky 11 on Twitter. Or I guess the thing is I keep on saying Twitter. I have to – it's X now, so I have to change that. So, like, yeah, follow me on X at Sky 11 I still need to get used to that. I mean, it's, it's – I don't blame you. It's still Twitter for me, man. I forget that X mess, man. <laughs> Twitter or X, just follow me on, you know, you know the app, uh, and at Scott Merida on Instagram. Anyways, thank you to Brian, a hero is always behind the scenes. Have a wonderful rest of the week, and always remember, keep your head up high and fly to the sky. <laughs>